of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Ted Father God, in the name of Jesus this morning, we just want to thank you. We just want to thank you for your goodness. Everything about you is good, God. Everything about you is good. And what's so wonderful, Father God, is, is that you desire through your heart for us to be brought into that goodness. So I want to thank you for that this morning. I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you, God, because your word says in 1 John 3 and 8, for this purpose the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And you said, Lord God, if we would call upon you, you would manifest yourself to us in John 14, 21. Calling upon you this morning, Lord God, to manifest yourself in the name of Jesus and by the power of your own Holy Spirit that indwells us. Thank you for it this morning. In Jesus' name. Good morning, Tedline. Um, first of all, I need to say good morning to um, all of you that are sick in your physical body. I think it was last week, <clears throat> the Lord... Um, I think it was just a couple of days ago. So a couple of days ago would be around Friday or Saturday. As as um, it, no, it must have been it must, had to have been Sunday. Pastor Michael ministered Sunday. Well, maybe it was uh, maybe it was uh, Monday. Anyway, the Lord had told me that um, there was somebody that was sick, really sick, and that he was going to heal them. Here lately, God been giving me names of people, and, you know, I saw them little angels, and then I told you what happened. Well, let me tell you, um, the pastor's wife called me up again and asked me if I was sure I had forgiven her husband. She said because a spirit was troubling her, was uh, was troubling her in the night. And I said, well, what is it doing? And so it was a familiar spirit coming to her <clears throat> it looked like her husband it sounded like her husband and it was troubling her to make sure that I had forgiven him and so I asked her again well, I mean I don't have a problem and she said well there's something else I better tell you but see People, I'm telling you the truth at first. I said, okay, what was it? She said, he was angry. I said, okay. I said, who was he angry with, me? She said, no, he was angry with God. Listen to this. I mean, I've never ceased to be amazed by stuff, but I want to straighten it up this morning. 
I want to clear it up. And I want some of you to know that everybody's not going to be happy with the anointing when they see the presence of God on your life and they see the anointing. I said, so she said, I'm sending you these books. She mailed the books. She mailed the books that he left me. And she said, he said that no woman was supposed to have the anointing with power like God has given me. See, he said God has shown him. But I came, I met him. I had it when I met him. I didn't get it from him. As a matter of fact, well, let me continue on. And then she said, especially a black woman. I said, I beg your pardon? She said, the anointing and the power you have, God was wasting it on a black woman. I said, really? I said, all that loving and all that work he was doing in Africa, that's how he really felt about uh, um, black people? She said, it wasn't just uh, black people. (laughs) It was women, too. I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, and that's why I have to make sure that you forgive him and that I come to you in repentance. I said, well, let me ask you one question. I said, you were married to this man 50, I thought it was 50 years. She said 51. I said, and you're intelligent. You have a college degree. I said, why is it you never did anything, you know? And she said, he wouldn't let me. I said, I beg your pardon? She said, he would not let me. I said, so all these years you you were wearing this mask, you were running around here lying, thinking that God had called you to be this great um, housewife and stand behind your husband. I said, now there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, I said. But um, so you think just like your husband left here and he had to stand before God, and now you're in trouble, I said, and these familiar spirits are tormenting you. I said, let me, let me, let me say something. I said, first of all, I forgive him. I don't have nothing to him. I said, I've dealt with this for 30-something years. I said, I've had people live with me, and... um Treachery was in their heart because the devil told them something that was not true. The devil's not, I mean, the devil cannot, God is not going to allow the devil to take something from somebody that he has given it to and give it to another person, except when he is imparting it to them, right? Uh, Pastor Michael said on Monday, God took the spirit from Moses and transferred it to 50 people so that his work would continue. So I said, okay, 
Listen, she said, I need to hear you say it. So I said it. And when I said it, she went into like hysterics. And I waited. I just waited. I just sat there and I waited. And when she finished, I said, now we need to deal with you. I said, you need to be delivered. I said, I believe that's the real reason that you you called me and you you were too ashamed or something to ask me to take you through deliverance. So brothers and sisters, the same way I broke that spirit off of us, and she's on the deadline this morning listening, and at some point, you know, she's going to come forward with her testimony. And and I'm going to tell you why it was so, so important. This lady had been in bondage to her husband for 51 years and played a game with her own mind that she was inferior. Because this, this is what he led her to believe. It, I, I don't know if it was intentional, but he never got delivered from racism in his heart. He never got delivered, brothers and sisters. He never got delivered from the woman thing. And she accepted the fact of inferiority when God says the opposite of that. God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. And God does not make any junk. You hear me? God doesn't make any junk. So yesterday I led her through deliverance. And then she's, you know, she was trying to thing, trying to raise up again. I said, let me tell you something. I said, I was a captain in the United States Army during the Vietnam era. I'd have been called every name and some names you can't even think of. <laughs> I said, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Do you see me? I confront the devil. And it is the devil that put words in people's mouth. It is the devil that put thoughts in people's minds. I said, the books that you sent me that he wrote, did you read them? She said, no. I said, did you help him? She said, yes. I said, so... You need to get you a publisher, and you need to publish if 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 he said on all this. And I thought about myself too. I thought, and I thought, I wonder if I picked that spirit up from him, writing all this stuff, and half of it doesn't even get published. I really thought about that, and I thought about all those books I have in my computers and things. It was a wake up for me, and you know what? We wound up singing. Now, you all know I can't carry a tune, but I believe that we were singing and we were making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And she sent me a text. That's how I accidentally called some people this morning 
forgive me for calling you at 5 a.m., but she sent me a text, and I was trying to read the text, and I was dialing your number. I'm sorry about that. And she told me, she said, I slept for about three or four hours, and it felt like the best sleep I ever had in my whole life. She said, it felt like in those hours I was asleep, that I had slept, and I've been asleep for 50 years. But she said, I'm awake this morning. I deal with this all the time I don't share it Because it has no relevance To me But the Lord gave it relevance Are you hearing me this morning? And I'm going to show you why And I hope you can get free from this If anybody in their heart Is holding this against you because you're a woman or because you are of a different race or because you are of a different color. God is a spirit. That's a good title for a book for someone. What color is spirit? What color is spirit? It contains every color. In the universe. But I want to show you something this morning. And I I just, and especially for her. And then let me tell you what happened after that. I got a call from a headliner. A a text. Urgent. Urgent. Please help. And guess who it was? A pastor's wife. A pastor's wife on the other side of the USA through one of the headliners. It's like her godmother. And early in the wee hours of this morning, I was praying with this other pastor's wife, and God was beginning to set her free. You see how God does things? That's why I don't worry about stuff. And this lady needs a real healing in her physical body. So that's why those little angels came, remember? And I said that they were little angels. And God told me, don't worry about the size of the angels. Brothers and sisters, there's some serious, serious healing needed in this nation and around the world. And isn't it something to think about that God did it at this particular time? Excuse me. God did it at this particular time. And as I begin to minister to this other pastor's wife, I just saw, I never seen this lady before in my life. As a matter of fact, I told you it's a Ted Liner's, um, like, godmother. 
and before the foot washing. That's right, which is uh, Thursday. I I saw life come back into this other lady. I saw life come back into my friend's wife. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. This pastor's wife is in um, Indiana, not too far from Terre Haute, Indiana. And that's why I was going to ask Brother Robert, how close is he to that area? I would love for him to go and minister to this pastor and this pastor's wife. To let them know that in the family of God, there's somebody that cares for them. And that in the family of God, we don't have to, you don't have to be in somebody's space all the time. But when when you need it, that God got somebody that he'll send to you. Brother Robert, if you listen, how close are you to Terre Haute, uh, Indiana? They're near Terre Haute. This pastor's wife, I, I, 3.5 hours away. Well, maybe, maybe they could uh, drive where you are and meet you in a restaurant or somewhere. Maybe you and your wife, because it's a pastor and his wife. And it's a very serious situation. I'm going to minister to her. Oh, thank you. I'm going to minister to her, and God's going to give her a miracle. She needs a miracle. She needs a miracle in order to live and fulfill the number of her days because it's not too often that I had to tell a person and I I said this to the headliner, I said the Lord said if she doesn't get healed and delivered, she's going to die. She's going to die. And sure enough, as as I talked to her, I experience God bringing her up and out. Up and out. And the Lord said for her to, at at a certain point he told me to tell her to call the Ted Liner that told her to call me and tell her that he was going to give her a miracle. See, you got to be concerned about somebody else. In order to see the manifestation of the reality of your own ministry, it requires you. It requires you to love people beyond their own ridiculous circumstances. You got to love people above racism. And and, and for, for me to be sad, you got to understand. My philosophy used to be, well, you want to be a racist, be one. What do I care? (laughs) You want to hate people? Hate them. You ain't doing nothing but killing yourself. Killing your own organs off one by one. 
You ain't doing nothing but living living so close to dying because you're a dead man or a dead woman walking. But I do care now. I do care. You know why? I'm gonna share this with you. This is a this is a foundational lesson. And if you've ever been around me, I've taught it to you. I I don't think I've taught it in a while. But nevertheless, I've taught it. So I'm going to play this song just because I got to go turn another light on. I didn't know exactly how God was going to have me to go this morning. But he wants me to teach you this. And this will be a life lesson for you and a foundational lesson for you and how you can answer any man or any woman when they present this to you. And look, there's nothing worse on this earth than a hidden racist. It's not if you if you're a racist, you'll never get healed of it unless you come out of the closet. <laughs> if you think women are inferior, you'll never ever overcome that unless you come out of the closet. That's hidden sin. And all you pastors running around here talking about you love people and you got that kind of kind of sin sickness operating through your body. Sin sickness. It is time for you to come out of the closet. coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, Fires of a hundred circling camps They have built him an altar in the evening dews and dance I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps His day is marching on Glory, glory,
and there's a cross for me, and there's a cross for you. Brothers and sisters, I want you to think about something. I live in Dalton, Georgia. I moved from Walterboro, South Carolina, population 7,000. In Dalton, Georgia, I'm not certain of the population here. I have to find out. But this is what I want you to understand. The, the cultural mix in Dalton, Georgia is 57% Hispanic. <laughs> there is less than 7% African Americans in Dalton, Georgia. Less than 7%. And the rest is Caucasian. This is how twisted the devil had his mind. He got a hold to him. Remember they told Paul, they said, Paul, I think too much learning has made you go mad. I told you all the story. It's on one of the podcasts. When God sent me into the church of the Imperial Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, I'm not afraid to go wherever God sends me. Because I am firmly rooted and grounded in Christ. So, you know, I'm I'm telling you this so you can overcome. I'm telling you this so you understand that God put you places for you to overcome. I've been in, in places that you just could not imagine. But the Lord used me to bring revival in the church uh, uh, under the pastorship of the imperial wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. I deal with Klan members every day here in Dalton. I deal with racism every day here in Dalton. Racism is not the issue. The Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, can bring racism down to a little trickle in a big river. But you got to know, and, and this is why you got to be fully persuaded about God and who God is. You must keep your eyes on Jesus. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's got to be in your heart. In your heart. And then when you go through these experiences, you're not supposed to allow them to build an altar in your heart. An altar that you worship because you replay it over and over and over and over. When are you going to get free? I was freed from this in the United States Army. Before then, I used to be a hater. My father was killed by another race of people. I used to hate them. I went to Vietnam to kill them. For killing my father. But God changed my heart. Except God change your heart, you can't make it in the kingdom of God. 
You won't make it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you. Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Please post these scriptures. They're going to help somebody this morning. The only reason I'm sharing my journey with you so you don't have to be in bondage when it comes up. Because you know what? God came to make you free. The devil want to keep you in bondage. God sent me to Central America. I couldn't even speak Spanish. I would pray in the Holy Ghost and they would translate it into Spanish and another dialect called Grifna that I didn't even know about up there in the mountains in Honduras. God said every tribe and every nation He tell you to go. He don't tell you to worry about no circumstances. The devil got you scared. Now the devil thought when this lady called me up with all this stuff, I was going to say, oh, oh, I repent. No, I said, devil, go. Get away from me. And I listened and I responded to the spirit of God. Not through the spirit of my emotions, not through the spirit of the world, but through the word of God, God's own Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them... You see that? Underscore that. Let them, man, them. Let us make man, singular, them, plural. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That's what God said. Now go over here to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Host that, please. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Are you hearing me this morning? In Genesis 1 and 26, God said, let us make man in our image. Well, the Bible says God is a spirit. God has the Holy Spirit, and Jesus is the word. That's the Trinity. Now, if you need me to, you just put show me, and I'll show you that in Genesis 1. I'll show you God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1. But right now I'm talking about man. So God said, let us make man in our image and let them. And then over here in Genesis chapter 2, no, in, in verse 27, so God created man. I'm sorry, I almost missed this. 
for you. It's, it's, it's deep in my soul. Okay, hold on, hold on. Go to Genesis, back to Genesis 1, 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Now look here. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So God created man in his image, them. God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. This is spiritual. This is spirit man. Man is a spirit. You see this? Spirit, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. And God told them to multiply, subdue the earth, replenish it, have dominion over it. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God was talking to spirit man here. Male and female, male and female created he them. This is why you are a spirit. Then in Genesis chapter 2, verse um, 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man that he had created male and female in his image became a living soul. Are you still with me? Then, over here in Genesis 16, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Now, let me ask you this. Where was Eve at this point? She was in Adam. Because they were spirit, but God had t- taken the man and had formed the man of the dust in the ground and breathed into his life the breath of God, all of himself, and what? Adam, Eve, so it could have been like Adam, Eve, one, spirit, became a living soul. So then over here, go back, God commanded the man, but, but you see, Man was spirit in a body now, and he commanded them, same time, not to eat of that tree. And then verse 18, it said, the Lord God said it is not good that the man should be alone, be alone in bodily form, because he was never alone, because he created these them, male and female, at the same time, spirit. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a help me for him. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast, blah, blah, blah. And he sent them to Adam to see what Adam would call them. And Adam gave them a name. 
But starting here in verse 21, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, because woman was always in man from the origin of male and female that he created in his own image. Are you getting it? Do you have it? And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. But she was always there. Yay! That's why there is no gender in the spiritual realm, brothers and sisters. There's no inferiority. <clears throat> if there's any inferiority, it would have to be under the things that God gave man, both male and female, that he created when he created man's spirit to be dominion over. She was always there, brother. So when you notice that crazy stuff can't affect you, racism can't affect you, genderism can't affect you, whatever they call that other thing about men who hate women that can't affect you. But this is, the, this is a fact here, and this is the truth. Let us make man in our own image. Woman, man, man, woman, whatever. After our likeness and let them have dominion. The only person who want to make you think differently is the enemy of your soul. And that's the same lie and junk he tries to put on top of you and me so we won't walk in the authority and the power that we have. So it's not about, it's not about, it ain't never been about gender. Never. So when I, when I set her down last night, sit down, get your Bible, let's go. That lady got free. And that's what God wanted. You see, God already told us, put not your trust in the arm of flesh. And the only people who try to put people under subjection like that are people that are, 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 are void of this word of God right here. Man with a wound. That's right. This is the truth. And I just showed it to you. But just for, just for some of you that don't know this, go back to Genesis 1. Go back to Genesis 1. And right here, I want to help you out. These, these are foundational truths. This is what you should have learned when you first got saved. Here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created. See, that's why I say everybody has creative ability. Because God is a great creator. And he said he, he made you in his image and his likeness. So that means you can create too. You were born to create. 
You were born with creative ability. And that's why that's why art is so wonderful. And if you understand that that is God creating through you, it's even more wonderful. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now put God here. Write that in the margin of your Bible. God. In the beginning, God created. Genesis 1 and 1. The heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, underscore this. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Put Holy Spirit. I'm showing you the Trinity. And the Spirit of God. So I'm sure I've showed you God the Father. In the beginning, God created. God always was, always is, and always will be. And here into the Spirit of God, God's own Holy Spirit, Move upon the face of the waters. I've shown you God. I've shown you the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to show you Jesus. See in verse 3, underscore, and God said, in verse 4, and God saw, in verse 5, and God called, in verse 6, and God said, underscore that, in verse 7, and God made. In verse 8, and God called. In verse 9, and God said. Verse 10, and God called. Verse 11, and God said. Who am I showing you now? Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God. Well, can you prove that? Yeah, go to John chapter 1. Verse 14, and God said, go to John, the gospel of John, the gospel of John, the gospel of John, walking through my own Bible this morning. John chapter 1, verse 1. You need to memorize this. This is foundational here. This is my new Bible I got for my birthday from Brother Joe, my husband. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. I showed it to you in Genesis 1 and 1. And and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See where it says here, in the beginning was the Word for Jesus, over the Word, Jesus. See where it says Word in, in there? Put Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God, and Jesus, the Word, was God. You see this? Jump over to Genesis 1 1 and 14. 
and the word Jesus was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth there's God there's Jesus and there's us there's man and there's woman hallelujah Ain't God good? So next time they try to run that inferiority stuff on you, you take them right here to the Word and you show them. Gender left. And as long as you keep seeing people in the flesh, you will never operate in the power of God in the fullness of where God wants you to operate. Can't be done in the flesh. Because you didn't start out flesh. You started out uh, spirit. Whoa! Hallelujah. Foundational. This is your rock. You can stand on this. All the answers are in here. All the answers to life, all the keys to open the doors are right in here. I didn't say this. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. The life of God is through this word right here. And the word became flesh. First John 1 and 14, and Jesus was made flesh. I showed you in the beginning. Ain't God good? So that's why that's why God could throw me in the middle of anywhere. I'm I'm gonna make it. Cause I know who I am. I know whose I am. And you got to know that too. You have spirit that lives in a body that has a soul. And that spirit was human. The human spirit. Born into sin until it became regenerated. Hallelujah. By the Spirit of God. The day you became born again, a born again, regenerated spirit. Captivated, I'll say it, I'm on a whole new retreat My space invaded, upgraded, I hear you talking to me It's in the boom of the thunder, it's in the cool of the rain And I'll say, I don't ever wanna get away Tonight is beautiful, it's got my mind on you And everywhere I turn is a reminder
Remember this. <clears throat> we must go by the whole truth. The Bible says, wives, you know, uh, be, be subject to your own husband. We, we understand this, but I'm, I'm telling you, this will keep your mind free. The devil won't ever be able to mess with your mind and bring your mind under subjection, which is, which is his goal. But uh-uh, God created you and me in his image, in his likeness. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want you to remember something. God doesn't make any junk. You hear me? Where God got you to go, where God got to take you, you better have his foundation right here in you. Then you can go in the swamps and minister to people that ride on John boats with a gun in the boat because they might have to shoot alligators at any second. But as they shoot alligators, they'll shoot people too. Don't forget it. But you can walk in love and power and authority every day, not every now and then. But you got to see God in everything first. Now, Father God, we lift up Sarah. And we lift up every other person that is sin sick this morning. And we ask you to heal sin sickness this morning. Wherever it rests, in the soul, in the spirit, in the soul, in the body. And we know it rests in the spirit of those that have not been born again that their human spirit has not been regenerated, made new. And then we pray for those that have never experienced conversion. Ah, God, this morning, we magnify you and we honor you that you're going to save those sin-sick souls. Everybody clap your hands. This is Erica Joseph Shepherd. Coming to you from Dalton, Georgia, under open heaven. I'll see you later on the deadline. Oh!